Sean? Yeah, Ray. I got a serious question to ask you, and it's going to, I won't judge you on your answer, and I'll still be your friend. Okay. Are you a serial killer? <laughs> because. Well, do you want me to answer? Y- yeah. No, I am not. Why, and why do you ask? Because I was just in your refrigerator to grab, I, I didn't go in there just looting around and digging around. I went in there because you offered me a Topo Chico. Yep. And I went in there, and there are about four to six bottles of Snapple iced tea that all have about three sips out of them, maybe? Yeah. I would like to say this, Ray. Um, I am a man of routines, which I thought would sound good, but now I'm realizing is something that a serial killer might say. Uh, I get the same thing a lot of the time. So what you were seeing is the result of delivery, the same delivery order over and over again, and I'm drinking part of the new Snapple every time I get the delivery. And then I, so, so now what I do, I don't drink the whole sugary drink. I drink part of it. And a lot of the time I put it in my fridge and I forget about it. And I'm like, oh, I'll have the new fresh Snapple. And then it just goes back into yeah, that's the thing. Cr- that's crazy, though. You know that's crazy a little bit. It's a little bit crazy. And my friends call them uh, wounded soldiers when you have drinks that aren't, aren't uh, finished. Ooh. Have you never heard of, you know, if you finish this drink, you can have more? Uh, well, yeah, and I normally go by that. I don't, I think I just thought, I don't know why I do it. I get the, I get the whole meal. I, it's, in, it's already there. It's out. It's in the bag. Uh, that comes from a place called uh, Mr. Chicken to Go, which I love, and I get rotisserie chicken with uh, roasted potatoes, and I get a Snapple. And the Snapple is in the bag already. I, p- I take the whole bag. I put it on my table. I drink, drink, just drink out of that Snapple instead of going all the way to my fridge and grabbing one of the wounded soldiers. So are those Snapples ever going to get finished? No, because I haven't been drinking. No. But I, it's part of my sugar addiction that I'm trying to get over. Have you thought about ordering a different drink? Um, no, because I like Snapple. Snapple. No, I don't drink diet Snapple. I don't drink diet soda or diet Snapple. I drink... Very small portions of the regular version of the sugary drink. I mean, that was just a wild thing to see because I also didn't know if it was iced tea. Maybe you were like, that was some type of like fluid for bodies that you're trying to preserve. <laughs> Formaldehyde? Yeah, <laughs> formaldehyde or embalming fluid. I, well, I am going to make this worse. There used to be more. There used to be money more. There used to be a lot more in there. I at one point I probably had about fifteen bottles of Snapple in there. That's fucking wild. Dude. <laughs> That's crazy. And it also never taste this. Do you? You never go back and drink any of them, do you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. I definitely have. I've gone back and finished them. I just haven't been drinking too much iced tea lately. And then those were in there. I probably haven't noticed those being in there. I saw them right away. First months. thing I noticed. I saw them right away. Yeah, because it's very jarring if you're not if you don't know the context. It is very... What people do in their fridges is very weird. Well, I'm also... I have, like, uh, your typical bachelor or, you know, guy who lives alone fridge Mm. or, I don't know, grizzled detective that his wife died six months prior. Like, I have that kind of fridge. Or Jeffrey Dahmer. Or or Jeffrey Dahmer. When I saw those five five half-drinking Snapples in there, I was like, there is no way I'm checking his freezer. Because we would not record the podcast you when thought, I see a fucking frozen head in there. You thought it was like they belonged to victims and they were trophies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I have people over, I offer them a Snapple, they take one sip, I murder them, and that's, I, keep the, I keep the bottles in there? 
That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just wrote a screenplay. They call him the Snapple Facts Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Snapple would be on board with that in a movie? Me keeping what? No, I don't think Snapple would be on board with you using their product to murder people. I just mean if that was a movie we wrote. About a murderer that offers their 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 victim a Snapple before they kill them. Yeah, I the, if anybody's going to be on board, it was Snapple because they've oh, they've always been pretty quirky, and they probably would just they're like probably like any any publicity is good publicity because they used to do all sorts of weird stuff. They would read um, letters like remember the back in the day when they first started. They just they had the actual lady who worked at Snapple in the commercials. No, the Snapple lady. Oh, I remember her. Yeah, she became famous, but that was the actual lady that worked at Snapple. She wasn't an actress. So they were the first ones that do like these guerrilla marketing things where like they were... Maybe I don't remember like these, her. Like these, indi- like almost like these... They were a really small company that blew up because of their like ingenuity as far as like marketing went. And then even the Snapple Facts thing, which nobody ever got... How many people do you know thought all the Snapple Facts were true? You know what the game was, right? They're not all true? Right, exactly. Wait, is that... No, no they're not. You're supposed to look... You're supposed to find out. That's bullshit. <laughs> I did not know that. Are you being yeah, real? I'm almost positive that's what it was. Some of the facts aren't true, and you're, the whole idea is that you look them up to get, like, get, to get educated on the, the topic or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, Just yeah. like the news. Some of the facts aren't true. <laughs> fake news. Snapple was the first fake news. Snapple, <laughs> <laughs> Snapple invented fake news. <laughs> You heard it here first. Uh, well, I can assure you, Ray, I am not a serial killer. Thank you for your concern. I am a man who, when I find something that I like, I order it over and over and over again for an uncomfortable amount of time. Um, like I'll get the same lunch every day for probably two months straight. And oh, then, I know. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just think these weird little trophies of your meals <laughs> are what, what I find... Discomforting. You go to my room. I just have a Snapple altar. I just have an altar. <laughs> I have an altar with just a whole bunch of caps made into a. I, I, a, I just like a, 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 a person made out a man made out of Snapple caps. <laughs> I just have a Snapple well, obsession. Well, I, I I like I looked in there and and I started getting the end of Usual Suspects <laughs> moment where I start having all these flashbacks <laughs> of you being like, no. I can't do the podcast till three. I can't make noon. I have a meeting in the city. Yeah, it's just like all different things that make sense. Like, like it's just a quote of me going, "No, he's a great rapper." Ice tea, ice tea, ice tea. Over. And then I and then I shatter a mug in your kitchen. And I, and I walk out, and it's you holding a knife and a bottle of half-drinking Snapple. <laughs> no! And I'm like, you shouldn't have gone into my fridge, Ray. I could have gotten that for you. Now you're going to pay, that's Ray. A, that's a good move. You know what? Ray is a name that is said aggressively in a lot of movies. Um, yeah, in Copland, it's said aggressively. Copland, it's said aggressively. He's the, Ray's the bad guy. It's Harvey Keitel. What uh, else? Ghostbusters. Do they Ray. say it aggressively? Ray. Yeah, Ray. yeah. I <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even do it. I just did Field of Dreams. Ray. Can, oh, my God. That's a good one. <laughs> James Earl Jones. Yeah. Goes, Ray, you're from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> can somebody who listens to the podcast, can you send us a mashup of all the Rays from movies? Yeah. And we'll put it as part of the opening. Ray, Ray, Ray. Ray. I bet it was said a lot in the movie Ray. I never saw it. You would guess. Yeah, especially because he's blind. Oh, yeah. He never saw it. Um, no, I'm saying 
They must have been saying Ray a lot. Like, Ray, over here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You're, you're, you're pissing in the sink, buddy. Right. That's, no, somebody turn him, please, so he goes in the urinal. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a quick, it's like an easy name to say. I bet it's probably good for scripts because it's very, like, very succinct. And you don't really mistake Ray with anything else. There was a blank. Like, my name is Sean. People, the other day, even somebody called me John. Wait, I, I get my name mistaken all the time. I told you that. For, oh, what is it for again? Greg. Gray. They'll think I say gray. Uh, oh. They'll think I say red, which that one makes me really mad. Like red I just from Shawshank gra- Redemption? Yeah, I just want to grab them by their face. Like, who the fuck's name has been red in- not on a farm in <laughs> 32 years? <laughs> also, gray. Where are we? Gray is either like... Uh, gray is, is either made up or you're like part of like some elite uh, uh, Illuminati thing where it's yeah. like Gray Wolfson the third or something. Gray Masterson... Yeah, Kavanaugh the third. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That uh, there was a uh, there was a blind guy that did comedy in Pittsburgh when I first started. His name was Blind Brian. I think he might have been partially faking blind, but he wasn't just blind. He was also a little bit touched, you know. Yeah, slow. Gotcha. Say no more. Uh, Ray. He, he, <laughs> Ray. <laughs> Ray. Um, but he. Uh, I think he was faking his blindness a little bit. And one time he had me <clears throat> take him to the bathroom. He needed to walk to the bathroom. And me being the nice person that I was, that, you know, I, I take care of the disabled. Well, as we know, you're also a people pleaser. That's a no-brainer for a people pleaser. Well, I only did it once and one time ever because I walk him right into the bathroom. I'm like, all right, you're going to... And he just starts peeling it out. <laughs> starts peeling it out right in the middle of the bathroom. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. And I kind of like directed him. Like... He just was gonna. He didn't kind of think. Oh, I'll make feel for porcelain. No, I think he was just gonna pull dong and piss wherever. Yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah, he just like on the tiles. I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he was like not aimed right. You, but you know what? That's was what he makes newly me blind? He, I feel like you have like a uh, growing pains era where you like yeah, you're like okay, sorry, I'm new to this blind but thing. He's also, oh right, right. He's also fat too. <laughs> what? I sometimes don't know what word to use. That's the problem. No, it's not that. Nobody ever taught me. You, you still, you just whispered it into a microphone. <laughs> That'll probably ample. That'll probably be like just saying it regularly. <laughs> when you whisper into a microphone, it's just saying it regularly. Yeah, it's amplifying else. your voice, yeah. dude. Well, whatever. Mm. You know. But either way, this guy um, was really strange. I would strange. say, yeah, no, yeah, right. But see, see, like he couldn't sense where to piss. But I'd walk in the room and he'd be like, Ray, and I'd be like. No, I'm, I'm Mike. I'm somebody different because I didn't want to talk to him. Yeah, and he didn't know your voice already? He knew, he knew it was so, me. <laughs> so that didn't work? <laughs> they used to call him Blind Brian. Right, but that's kind of... You said that and it reminded me of home because that's kind of what you... It's that's everybody in Long Island, just blind and mentally challenged? No, no. no. Is that what you're saying here? No, I'm saying like... Back in the day, that's your your nickname was just whatever was. Oh yeah, like we my friend was really pale and we called him Casper. Like it was just we didn't even call him Casper. It was like, or we would call they would call him Whitey. Whitey, I, my friend Mike, they would call him Whitey. He hated it. That's but, rude. Well, it's just what you would do, you know. I'm trying to think if we had any people that we called like. Uh, well, they like like if you were I think if you were like a white dude in an all black neighborhood, they called you white whatever your name was. Right. 
Like White Terry. But when you, if you're in a white neighborhood, it was like whatever. It's like whatever your thing was. We had one friend of mine who had like giant braces in his face. Like, like you ever have a friend that like you're like they give you like extra braces. You ever have somebody I've like in your them. mouth where you're like you have like there's like extra work being done there. Yeah. Like, why do some people's braces like they're hid by their face? Like they're Looks hid like by a their mouth. Transformer in their yeah. mouth. Yeah. Well, yeah. We called them. I don't know if you remember Mortal Kombat two. Baraka. Barack, we call them Baracalans. <laughs> <because, laughs> That's nice. Well, no, we would call it, we did it behind his back. Oh, that's felt, even better. I felt bad. And then these we hung out with these girls once and they thought that we called him to his face. And then he, we they said, What do they call you? Broccoli lips? And he was like, What'd you say? What do you what is that? I don't know what that is. And he got like really pissed at us, I think. Broccoli lips? That's what they thought it was. Oh. Which isn't as bad of a name. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever accidentally caught like like you know how there's those behind there are a lot of behind the back nicknames that you never call people to their face. Yeah, but if you let an outsider in, you got to be really careful. Absolutely, because they'll call them it. Did you ever do that? I don't think I did. Did you have a nickname when you were growing up? I didn't. No, I didn't. But I wonder. I don't know if I had a behind the back nickname. I don't know what I would be. Well, I told the pages story on this podcast. The which one about me? Saying that I jizzed in a Playboy and I didn't really, the pages were just stuck together naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yada, 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 this, that, and the third. Everybody made fun of me because I bust nuts. Because that's something to make fun of people about, I guess. You're a virile young man. Yeah. Um, Even though I couldn't, though. Do you ever wonder? That's a good thing, people pleaser topic. There's gotta be shit being talked about everybody, right? Yeah. You ever wonder what the shit has talked about you? Nope, I don't want to know. You know, that's right. I think we might have said this in an earlier episode. I don't want to know. You don't want to know what it is. Do you? Yeah, I kind of do. Because I think the worst, I think the worst of myself anyway. So I'm like, uh, like I did a roast against this kid, Pat Schroeder. Do you know Pat, Patrick Schroeder? Mm-hmm. Really funny comic. And we did a roast, I think it was for the show. It's for the Roast Battle the Show show. Yeah. And... I told him all these facts, like we traded facts, and I thought he was going to be like brutal, like uh, like dead dad stuff and yeah. fat stuff and 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 like or like being married and divorced and being a loser. I thought it was going to be like really get to like Achilles heel stuff, yeah. and he was just kind of did like Irish small penis jokes, and I was like, eh, it's not that bad. Yeah. So I always wonder. I'm like, there's got to be. I said this to, before to people, and I'm like, like no, everybody likes you. I'm like, no. There's, there's, first of all, there's always somebody who doesn't like you. Like, even besides, not that I'm saying it's, a, it's way less than you think it is. Like, people pleasers, we think it's way more than what it is. Like, you know, we always think, I think you everybody think people hates don't me. like me? No, do I think, I, no, I don't think that. Not at all. But I think people don't like me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, but I know realistically after years of therapy that it's less of a number than I, but there's got to be somebody out there that's like, <clears throat> fuck this guy. I think that I would rather, I'd rather deal with, and maybe this is off the topic a little bit, but I would rather deal with direct aggressive from somebody that, I would rather, like, like because, you, because you know that friends of yours probably say negative things about you behind mm-hmm. your back, right? Because you say negative things behind your friend's back, and you're, it's, it's not necessarily, like, you're the only person that would. But I would rather a friend come to me with something aggressive than to be passive aggressive, right? Same right? here. Is, is that wouldn't that be the the norm? Yes, that'd be great. Like, like I, ju- I just had something that I remembered when I was in college. 
and I was living with uh, with three guys. And, like I got along with all of them. They weren't. I wouldn't say they were like my best friends. I don't even really keep in touch with them anymore. But I didn't do a bunch of dishes one time, and I was like probably like left them in there for like two or three days. And I lived in the basement, and they put a note on the top of the stairs, something like, "Hey, do the dishes." It's blah 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 or something like. Some, like, note about doing the dishes. And I'm like, yo, we walk past each other every day. Don't fucking put some passive-aggressive bullshit note. Just say, do the dishes? Yeah, just say, hey, man, those dishes are getting kind of backed up. I'd be like, oh, shit, dude, I'll do it now. But then instead what I did is I got really angry, and I was like, well, I'm never doing them. Yeah, you get, like, you get really, um, then that becomes passive-aggressive. No, I, I went up and told them. I was like, don't fucking ever leave me a note again. You know, we lived together for like a year and a half and have known each other a while. You could easily have asked me to do that if it was bothering you. Like, it's something so small, you know. And they were, you know, they would, they weren't like me where they were like a people pleaser. Me, I would have ended up just fucking washing the dishes myself if it bothered me that bad. Right, 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 right. And instead they like, it was like the Three of them talked about it, about these dishes being yeah, left Yeah, that's in there. always the worst part of that. That's what I didn't talk like. about you. You knew they were talking. Even they though, were having like a meeting, like they were my bosses. Even though everybody does it, I talk about people. Uh, me too. But it's like, but then you're thinking like, well, it can't happen to me. And then you, and then when you really start to realize it, you're like, oh shit, yeah, there's definitely ought to be shit being said oh, about. Any of my friends are listening right now know that at some capacity, I've talked a little bit of shit behind your back. Yeah, nothing evil. Yeah, say, like, like nothing I, I, evil. You know what do you say? What do you say about me? I, I got a lot to say about you now after seeing that <laughs> fucking fridge. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm start calling people like, yeah, I think me and Donnelly need to start recording the podcast on neutral ground <laughs> with a witness, <laughs> with a psychologist available. I uh, I think that but I probably what you would probably say about me is that I'm mess I'm messy. And but I think we've said things. The only other thing I said about you is that when you get, I've said this to you though. When you, you have the, when you when you um, I said when you're hungover. This is even bad. When you're hungover and I talked on the phone, you seem so upset. Like you seem really depressed. You're always like, oh, I don't know, man. I am depressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm always like, and I think you worry about the like. I'll be like, hey, come out. I always think you're mad at me. When I'll be, like I'll be talking on the phone after you, after we drink or whatever it is, or like you drank the night before, and I'll talk to you, and then I'll be like, "Hey, come hang out or do that," and he's like, "You're like I don't know," and I'm like, "I never sure." I'm like, "Oh, you're like annoyed that I'm asking you, or is like a, you know?" I always think like I kind of put it on myself, but I also know I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of what you do." And you if you if you drink the night before or the next day, you but I do the same shit. I'm the same well, way. I'm a uh, I completely shut off sometimes. Like I have, I have a very serious recharge period as a person. Okay, that, and, that's fair. That's good to know. And and I think that that's a negative of mine is where it makes me into a flaky person and a not upfront person because I it's so hard for me to give somebody just a straight no. Yeah, but that's what I don't get is sometimes I would give a friend a no that I don't like. They'd be like, "Hey, do you want to go do this or whatever?" The okay, for example, they'd be like, "Hey, do you want to go?" grab dinner everybody's going to get dinner and i'd say no that should be the end of it but it's never the end of it i feel like when somebody asks me it's always oh why hey how come you don't want to do this oh come on dude you never come out oh what are you doing instead 
I'm doing this. Oh, you always do that. You always hang out with that person. Come hang out with us. Blah, blah. If somebody ever tells me that they don't want to do something, just gives me a no, I never ask why. And if you, if maybe I have, I didn't really care. Well, I'll tell you, there's two things at play there. Okay. Let me tell you what I think it is. One, they, Did that makes sense or is that just incoherent? It, it, no, 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 it makes okay. sense. It makes a lot of sense, but it's actually good to know because I think I've even been like, "Come on, man, hang out." And you because I, but then I know that part of the reason is like, "Oh, you're like ah, if you're if if it's a money thing, and you're like, I don't want to come out because I don't want to spend the money." It's like, and I'm like, "Oh, I really will. I'll buy you a drink if I have some. Ca- I'll buy you a drink and then come out for one." But it is kind of bad to do because it's like I, you should just respect the no. I like the idea, respect the no. I like that respect, respect the, the no. no. And I think we're getting to a place as a society where more and more people. Are more more out uh, or forthcoming about like them just not wanting to like be around people, you know. Even though I think that COVID and lockdown made people realize you need people, you need to be around people. But it doesn't mean that you can't recharge, like you said. The other thing, I think there's two things. One of them is a compliment because they want you to hang out. Because I thought that too. I'm like, come on, I want Ray to hang out. And then the second thing is that they're probably putting it on themselves. Like, you don't like me. That's why you're not coming to hang out. Or you don't like, uh, or something like that. You're thinking it's like, you're trying to uh, intrude in my personal business or something. They're thinking of it as like, it's on me. People are always thinking of themselves. So they're thinking, no, 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 come on. What, you know, you, what, you hate everybody? What, the, what you're mad? What, you mad at somebody? You did, they always think there's a reason behind it besides, besides the, I just don't want to hang. I want to stay inside. Yeah. So, so I, th- I think I'm being very hypocritical at times. Or, or maybe maybe obliviously hypocritical, because I think of it as somebody trying to pressure me, but it's probably coming from the same place of whether it's insecurity or people pleasing or wanting to be liked. Absolutely, like they just want all their buddies there. Yes, because I'm already. That's there. why I do it. Well, hey, if six of our buddies are already there, why the fuck do you need me? I'm famous for pe- for getting mad when people leave the bar when I'm. Drunk and then everyone does an impression of me going, You're leaving? Why? <laughs> Which we talked about on the show. And I do it because I'm like, I don't want it to end. I, I want to hang out with everybody. I don't want, you know, because I always think, like, Hey, you're not having a good time. You're leaving. Hey, come on, stick around and hang out with me. So I think it's a good, uh, it's a, a good, it's actually a good thing. It means people want you to hang out. There's been times, I think it's probably a bad thing. If, if, if it's me and I'm like, all right, man, see you, it means like you're a bad hang. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I, well, my thing is I don't oh, yeah, if somebody's like, if, 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 you, if they say, hey, you want to come hang out? And you're like, no. And they go, nice. Yeah. I was just asking to be, <laughs> to yeah. be friendly. To your face. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Uh, good riddance, suck, asshole. <laughs> Yo, good riddance, asshole. Sounds so funny. Um. But this actually is a great uh, segue into, right before we started, you said you have a really great jerk store moment. I do. Which kind of speaks right to what we're talking about it's here. It's a failed jerk store moment. Okay. We ha- we haven't ha- we've been doing a lot where we actually say the thing. Well, a friend said, a friend of both of ours said the thing. Ooh. He did it. He stepped up to the plate. I didn't know he was. We had a nightmare of an experience at the movie theater. Uh, me and Sean Murphy... Uh, we went to what see, movie? We went to see that new Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, how was it? Bad, terrible. Damn it. Yeah, I was. I was pretty. But you know what? It has to probably do with the entire experience of the movies as a whole. I will never go into the Times Square AMC ever again. Yeah, I could have told you that. Especially at night, we went to no the ten forty show, and there are pure maniacs in there. Legit, 
What night of the week was it? This was a Wednesday. Yeah. A Times Wednesday. Square. Times Square. Especially now. It's like, it's like apocalyptic. So, first of all, the, the first issue is a legit homeless schizophrenic walks into the theater about 15 minutes into mm. the movie. And he's standing down, like, because we're, like, sitting in, like, the, the risen seats. Uh, the risen seats. <laughs> the stadium seats. The second seating. coming of seats. <laughs> the second coming of seats. The Christ seats, if you will. And seats has risen. And this guy, he comes in and he's like mumbling shit at the thing and I'm at the screen and I'm hoping he just turns around. He doesn't. He walks all the way up and, of course, half sits, stands two rows behind me and Murphy. I'm like, ugh. Just listening to him mumbling and saying stuff. And we're both kind of like, keeping our heads on a swivel, you know, turn around kind of looking at him, trying to listen to what he's saying, because we don't want him to pee on us. Or there God should for... be a mental illness rebate for movie theaters. There really should be. And it's also like, how the hell did they let this guy in? Because nobody gives a shit. Well, he, I'm sure he didn't buy a... there's some 16-year-old kid that's like, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm sure he didn't buy a ticket. Uh... You never know. You might have the capabilities to do that. You think that's what he wanted to do? He's out asking for change all day, and he raises 20 bucks, and he's like, eh, I'm going to go see that new Nicolas Cage flick. You're right. Times Square now, uh, you probably just let him walk right in. So he, fortunately, he was only in there for about 10 <laughs> minutes. He says, I'm going to go hang out with my brother, and then just walks out and goes out the exit that's in the actual theater. Like the fire exit? Yeah. Does it go off? No. He uh. walks out there. So he wasn't the issue because, again, it's like he has something wrong with him. But that's one part of it. That's one part of yeah. it. Now, here's where the jerk store moment comes in. Because I wasn't going to say anything to that guy. I wasn't going to be like, yo, shut up. Right. Because yeah. Well, that's why you can't do the normal thing of doing that. You can't be like, shh, be quiet because of the mental illness factor. So then this gr group comes in. It's like a younger dude. Let me ask you this real quick. Sorry to sure, interrupt. No. Has the movie started yet? It started. It's like into the movie. And, and, and a new group comes in. A new group came in about 10 minutes into the movie. About oh, four shit. people, and they're in front of us. I would say about six rows in front of us. That'd, that'd be enough to make me get pissed. Anyway. And it's three women, and they're kind of like dressed to the nines and a little sluttier than they should be for being in their like 50s, maybe 40s. Like a little trashy? Yeah, and then one dude was with them, and he seemed younger, maybe my age, maybe even a little younger. Gigolo? And they're sitting down there. Well, what... Murphy said is they had a vibe of a pimp taking his three hoes on an outing. That's very possible. But they were so loud and chit-chatty. And then one just, did I say chit-chatty? <laughs> no, an outing. An outing is funny. Oh, just a whore's outing? <laughs> the pimp shows up. Would you whores like to go on an outing? Now you bitches better be quiet. Because <laughs> I know motherfuckers in the movie theater be getting pissed about talking. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, they're like down there, they're, they're real chatty, and one of them just has her phone light, like not the light from her screen, but the fucking flashlight from the back of the phone, nope. and it's just on, and it's on for a while, and I am thinking my move was going to be, yo, shut the fuck up, like yell it, but there's also other people in there, and I don't know if that's going to be more dis disruptive and than And start something, are. and... Yes. Yeah. So Murphy walks down and goes next to her and he says, hey, your phone's really bright. Can you please turn that off? It's really rude. And then he walks back up. She shuts it off right away. And Does she say anything? No. But 
there's another woman there that I couldn't see it because of the way that I was seated. And she was just like watching videos on her phone oh my the whole God. time. Oh my God. And I, I, I said this. Uh, this this makes the, me want nuclear war. Dude, I was on the phone walking home and I said, and I know this is going to sound very drastic. I hope those are horrible fucking human beings. They are awful people. And you will not tell me differently that you can be that not self-aware and that rude because there was like, there's like six other people in the theater just chilling, trying to watch a movie. And they weren't homeless and schizophrenic like the one guy who had an excuse. And he at least had the self-awareness to leave the fucking theater to go hang out with his brother. Or I don't or, think he was hanging out with his brother. No. I think that was code for heroin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, how do you get to that age yeah, adults, and not man. know how to act in a movie theater? I, I like, honestly believe our phones have even made people who should know better not know better. Like, like the phones are so addictive and, and people are so, getting so inconsiderate that even people who would have known, hey, I sit and watch this movie, now they're like, I don't care. I can't not look at my phone when exactly I want to look at my phone. There's a million other things you can do to go hang out. Yep. Or sit in the back. Sit in the last row. It was open. And play on your phone there. Well, no, because isn't there sound from the videos? Well, I didn't hear any sound from the video, but I heard sound of them like whispering Ugh. and like talking. And it's just so rude, man. I, I can't get over it. It's like this new... First off, it's time. Square. I hope they're dead. <laughs> I hope all four of them are dead. <laughs> they might be. Um, <laughs> they hepatitis. Time square. hepatitis is a horrible thing. Um, but the there's a new... Times Square, like even before, would have been jam packed. I never, I wouldn't, I've gone to the movies in Times Square a couple of times, weekday, late show, and it's not, that's normally not a bad time to go. Weekend, if they're like, hey, the only place that's open is Times Square, or the only place we get tickets is Times Square, all right, have fun. Later. No way. Movies are secondary in those theaters. People are not, it's not a regular movie going experience. Well, I learned that lesson. Oh, let me tell you this. I have a buddy, my, 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 I have a friend's friend who's a screenwriter. He's written like Scream 4, he wrote um, Arlington Road. He's like a pretty big screenwriter. He's done like legitimate movies. Sure. And one time I told him, like, I love going to the movies alone because I get so annoyed when people talk. And he goes, not me. He goes, I love going to movies with people because you get the laughter, you get the, the gasps, you get the people getting scared, you get, like, you get the reactions. You're like, it's a movie yeah. experience. Now... That ideal movie-going experience that he's talking about, I understand. Like, that's a thing. It doesn't exist It doesn't anymore. exist anymore. Because you have the phones, and you have people talking and not giving a shit about actually watching. Like, laughter at the right moment, gasping, enjoying the Everybody's watching the performance. Everybody's watching the movie. That's a thing. But now what it is is people just not shutting the fuck up. Like, like when I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I didn't. I had what you had with this. I'm like, I don't think I like this movie, and partially it was because people would not shut up during the... I can't take it. it and it, the it, older I get, it gets worse. I just can't take it. Like, well, and, and tell me if I'm wrong about this. Tell me if I'm just making an excuse to cover up my own, um, <clears throat> my own willingness to be assertive. Is I feel like Murphy is way better to handle that situation of walking up and asking than I am. Yeah, because you would have emotionally, yeah, you probably would have been, like you said, you'd have been like, shut the fuck up. I get fired up. Yeah. And so I don't know the difference because I, I was reading up on what we talk about a little bit is finding that assertiveness, right? And yeah. assertiveness is the balance between passive and aggressive. Right. And I think the reason that I am so fucking uh, 
such a people pleaser or I'm so avoidant of, of confrontation is because I only know zero and a hundred. Uh, right. Yes. It, it's, it's, I, I, I don't think I like have like, maybe like I, I lack some type of emotional maturity, but like when I have to have like a, like a hard conversation or like a, confront somebody about something, yeah. like even a friend or something like the back of my ears get hot the same way that I would when I feel a physical fight coming. Yeah, that's all. That's because everything's based off emotion. So I guess it's getting to that, getting to that point. Yeah, I could, we'll say this. We can double up. We can say jerk of the week. Uh, is those that, bitches, the, the that, group of bitches, that pimp for not putting them to work at the yeah. time when you were at the movie theater. <laughs> that's what he. What he should. What he like, was the one that like, should have responded to Murphy and been like, "Hey, I'm sorry about this. I'll take care of it." Bitches out to the lobby. <laughs> and then they would have heard an earful. Well, it's also like, hey, maybe it's time to hang up your uh, your your prostitute spurs, uh, your hooker spurs, when you have time during the work night to go to the movies. To see a Nicolas Cage <laughs> movie. It wasn't like it was Doctor Strange. They were, they were playing hooky from their day job. <laughs> they, they were going, they were playing hooky from being a hooker. That's they what were I, playing hookery. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I used to do when I worked at an insurance company. I'd call off work and I'd go to the, go movies. To the movies. And yeah. be quiet. Yeah, exactly. But so jerk of the week. Well, actually, coincidentally, we, the other thing I would call off to do would be to get a whore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, the jerk of the week is that pimp. We have to cover the bases. Jerk of the week. Uh, is that is that pimp? Well, movies bring us or, the, or those women, the whole the whole crew, the whole crew. They're jerks of the week. It's uh, the, it's they're sharing the award. It's like you gotta pretend. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's so funny how like at times you can just see people being so good, and then and then other times people being just like at the end of society. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it it's it's like you you lose so much faith in humanity, and then something will happen two weeks later where you're like. Oh, that guy just helped that guy and did that, and, you know, did that little thing that yeah. shows you hope. And then, and then you have stuff like that where you're like, oh, we're done as a people. I don't want to totally um, pull back the curtain and break the fourth wall, if you will, but I think that's what podcasting is all about. I think so. Um, I'm wearing gym shorts to record this. Yeah, people will find today. out soon enough because we have video. And I am pretty sure that my... But I'm going to have to look at the tape. I'm pretty sure my balls were hanging out for a brief <laughs> period of this podcast. So some of this, as far as the video, might be unusable. I'm not 100% sure. I think you would have known. Wouldn't you have felt the air on them? Well, I had to, I had to put them back in <laughs> just a minute ago. I had to adjust. And I, I didn't 100% know. I'm not trying to derail the podcast with, with talk about my balls. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's happened to me in the past. Not on a podcast. Just in general. Yeah, one time I was at a uh, Halloween party, and I thought it would be really funny because my brother told me him and his wife were going as Batman and Catwoman, so I made this very flamboyant Robin costume <laughs> and like tagged along like it was a three-person costume, and uh, I wore these really short shorts. <laughs> And I actually won the costume contest because my costume is very homemade. But I, I wouldn't say that I have large testicles, but I would say that I have low testicles. I have the balls of a seventy-five-year-old man <laughs> when they're not when they're not tight, when I'm not like running or fighting or fucking. So you run into this issue before? I have then, 
and I was sitting in there and like we're like I'm doing one of those things where I'm holding court. And I'm like having a conversation, trying to make everybody laugh, and I'm sitting there, and uh, somebody's like, "Hey man, your balls are hanging." <laughs> like. <laughs> Those were those were uh, Halloween balls. Those well, for fake. future tapings, can you like tie them off or something? Can you? <laughs> yes, I will. No, I, I'm, I'm I'm about it's it's about it's about sixty forty that they are not visible. You maybe you maybe you felt it the minute they fell out, so most of the video will be okay. Hopefully, yeah. Wow. So drug of the week is now your balls for ruining <laughs> the tape on the video. Or we could put this one on OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Then maybe we'll have more of an audience. Uh, <laughs> I think we should do... You had a great idea this week. Yes. We an, I was going to transition to that. Yes. The fucking balls came off. <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. Because you know what? That would have been a great transition, uh, breaking down fourth wall, because we could have said the being quiet in the movies thing. Are we supposed to resign ourselves to that it's a generational thing where that's one thing that does connect the generations? Is, is Or is it... <laughs> You just put a pillow for people who are listening. He just put one of my ca- first off. Can you not? It's my couch pillow, and he put it right on top of his exposed raw ball. balls. It's not raw balls. Well, you don't know. You're trying to figure no. it out. Well, you look you straight ahead. It's not touching any balls. Okay. Anywho, well, that, I feel that like you're really, going I feel like in the you're really derailing the conversation. I am not. You started with yeah, the ball I feel talk. Like you're just. <laughs> No, so what that's I a want- new segment. Ball talk. <laughs> Welcome to ball talk. What I wanted to say was, uh, I don't think it's generational. I think it's like how much you love the movies, how much you have respect for the movies. If you shut up in the movie theater, so that's not a generational separation, especially between us. Sure, but we have a segment on the show we call generation generational separation, generation separation. But you had a great game, generation separation. The game. I do. I have a really. It's, it's great kind game. of a Rorschach test of pop culture. Yeah, the generation separation idea is where I or you, uh, I'll start, the, I'll do this first one, where take five, like a certain topic from pop culture. So today what we're going to do is actors. So I'm going to name five actors to you. We'll go one at a time, and you tell me what your association with is, is with them. So most likely, what movie do you associate with that actor? And we'll see if our answers are different or the same, and if that has to do with the generation era that we grew up or, yeah. yeah, so. All right, great. All right. First, actor number one. Actor number one, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. I think of Boys in the Hood right away. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's where. That's why I first. I realized him and more stuff after that, but Boys in the Hood was where I was like, oh, I knew his name, Lawrence Fishburne. Mine. Yeah. The Matrix. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I think of the Matrix. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but Boys in the Hood was big. I was I was ninety two, I think, and so I was already. 14 when it came out. I'm a so, big Larry Fishburne guy. He's he's fantastic. He's great. You know, he was like 16 in Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks it. He looks really young. And he was got freaked out by something. Oh, something with the puppy. I think he really got the scene with the puppy where they where they were hiding the puppy on the boat and they were going to kill the puppy and the lady on the boat. Like they it was some kind of scene where he really got freaked out. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Not that. He saved somebody's life on the set. Like Martin oh, really? Sheen or somebody. So there's a there's an anecdote. I wish I knew it, but it, it popped in my brain because I saw a video about it where somebody almost died. I think it was either Martin Sheen or somebody, and he he Lawrence Fishburne saved them on the set of Apocalypse Now. Wow, I so did not know So he was so that. young then. Matrix didn't even pop in my head because I thought really? Boys in the Hood and that yeah I love Matrix. Well, then it makes it, it that one I think does make sense generationally. Makes perfectly sense perfectly because sense. Boys in the Hood probably came out very early nineties. It right? did ninety two. Ninety two Matrix I think came it was out ninety nine. 
Uh, right. So that, there you go. We can figure that that way, too, where it's like the years will match up. Kind of seems like that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That first one worked out perfect. It was perfect. All right. This one. I wonder if we'll have any of the same ones. This one's going to be different. I think we might have the same one for this. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Val Kilmer. Heat. Damn it. Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. I go Heat. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be as. They did come out within a year of each other, though. Um, oh, did they? Yeah. What was it, 95? Uh, yeah, Batman Forever might have been 96. Okay. Because my, my dad, one time, the, the reason I always remember that is my dad got drunk and got his first tattoo and let me pick it. And till this day, this man has the Batman Forever logo on his <laughs> shoulder. It's on there forever. True story. <laughs> he woke me up at like 9 a.m., hammer drunk. And he goes, hey, kid, it's your brother's birthday. We're going to go get him a gift for <laughs> Toys R Us. And then we're going to go get me my first tattoo. And you can pick it. So after we got turned down by the first tattoo place, because he was too drunk. And he was like arguing with the guy there because it was his buddy, sort of. And he was like, Man, after all the work I did for you at your house, you know, I helped you with your deck. You know, I helped you with some stuff in your bathroom and some of the plumbing in your house, and you won't give me a tattoo. He's like, Paul, you're drunk, dude. So Was it because he was letting you pick it also? They were like, why are you letting Ray pick the tattoo? It was because it was 11 a.m. and he was drunk. <laughs> and then we went to the, on the way to the second one, his car broke down. So we went into a bar that was nearby that he knew of. Instead, of, people, instead of calling AAA. Instead of just giving up, most people would have just gave up and not gotten the tattoo that day. And your dad was like, we're getting this tattoo. Yeah, he's blue collar. He doesn't quit. And he went in there and got a, uh, he got a beer and probably got me a pop or uh, soda. Oh, my God. And then he asked the bartender, he says, where's the closest tattoo shop? So we walked to the tattoo shop. And he went in there. And the Batman tattoo, I don't know if you remember the Batman logo from Batman Forever. It's green, right? It's like purplish green yeah. tie-dye swirls inside a Batman symbol. I didn't know that, but yeah. holy shit, that's amazing. The only way it would have been worse is if he had Val Kilmer's face on it. <laughs> but yeah, that's why. It's, and it's in like prime bicep tattoo spot. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like where you'd have barbed wire. <sighs> that's amazing. Till this day. It's also like you can, That is that is the best mix of... Bad parenting and great parenting in the same story. What, that he had, that him at the age that I am currently now, I think he was probably about 33, with his seven-year-old son had to get picked up in the city of Pittsburgh by his dad with his new Batman tattoo. That's, uh, that's my origin story. I'll tell you about his other tattoo in a minute, but I want to continue on with the generation separation. <laughs> Next episode. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Paul's That's, tattoo we corner. Just have, we're gonna have Paul Paul stories. We're gonna have a Paul story section on the podcast every week. We, I, I mean, feel like I got could, enough. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god, we gotta do it. All right, let's do another generation. We have okay. to get out of here soon, so we so, can do generation. So, uh, so the next one is <clears throat> John Travolta. Pulp Fiction. See, we're not gonna have the same one. What's yours? Mine is Face Off. Yeah, I. You know what's so funny is there's a million with John Travolta that could be for me, but I I just was trying to be stay true to the game, so I just thought whatever I thought of right away. I, I'm surprised because I love Pulp Fiction way more, but I. But I knew him from Greece before that, and Saturday Night Fever was before my time, but like it was when I was I was already no actually was I born? No, it was before I was born, but Greece I watched a lot as a kid. 
But, uh, I don't think I didn't watch that one that much. I saw Saturday Night Fever a lot. I used to watch out with my mom. She loved that movie. But for some reason, Face Off. That's a that's a true generation separation. I think Face Off is just a killer movie of his because it's him. It's his movie. It's him and Nick Nick's movie. And they're not that far from each other. What is it? Ninety seven. I think so. Ninety seven, maybe. Yeah, that's only. What is that? That's. Four years after Pulp Fiction. Now, if you said Samuel, now if I said Samuel Jackson, that would immediately make me go to Pulp Fiction. Yes, yeah, me too. I think there's so many with Samuel Jackson. There's so many. It's like finding out the reasons for any of them would be like, well, he's done like a thousand movies, you know. All right, ready for the next one? Yeah. What do we have? Two left. We're sticking with Scientology. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I would say uh, uh, I just watched War of the Worlds. But I would say Tom Cruise, I think of Mission Impossible. But that, that what's yours? Yeah. Rain Man. That's funny. That's almost like a switcheroo on the generation. Yeah. You know what it is? I'm trying to stay true to the game. There's so many Tom Cruise movies uh, that I, I, I'm like, one of my, I, my brain went right to Mission Impossible when you said that. But it would make more sense for you to say Mission Impossible, me to say Rain Man, because I was 10 when Rain Man came out. You were. I was, it was the year I was born. Yeah, there you go. Well, Rain Man, though, the reason that I say that. And it ties into the fact that I have older siblings. Is they used to call me Rain Man because the character's right, name that's was why Raymond. It sticks out. Yeah, and they used to call me Rain Man and say that I was just like him. And they were that was back when you could make those types of jokes. Yes, make fun of somebody. Not for no being more. Not anymore. Mentally challenged. Uh, Mission Impossible. I think I always think of that because I think that's the movie that Tom Cruise has been trying to remake for. 25 years. Even though the other ones, they have good sequels to them, but the first one, I think, is when he was like, this is who I am. The, <laughs> first, the first one's the worst one. The, which one's the good one? The first one was, it did really well, though. It, it made a killing, I think. Didn't it? Am I wrong about that? Um, I, I think it did really well, but the, the other ones are cooler. The latest one is great. It's the one with Superman? Henry Cable's in it? I think so. It's like really handsome. Yes, he's the bad guy. Henry Cable, that guy, you ever seen Jack when he's jacked? Yeah, I've seen the Guys, Superman movie. That's genetics, dude. I could work out for a thousand years and never look like that. And a like little bit of steroids. Probably you think some, it is? Yeah, he's probably taking some performance enhancers. Uh, but but Tom Cruise, you could have... Uh, I didn't go right to Vanilla Sky, but I love Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky was the other one that I was thinking of. Love Vanilla Sky. That's probably the one that I, that I saw the most of his. And I can't even really remember what it's about right now. Oh, you should rewatch it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to ruin it for you. Maybe you forgot the plot and you can rewatch it. Okay, the last one. These are kind of working out, like, generationally. Like, it, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. This is probably the most famous actor of the bunch. You've done some pretty famous ones. Leonardo DiCaprio. I think of, I just thought of Aviator, but that's, I don't know why. I'm, like, doing, like, Rolodex in my head. Aviator? I don't know why I thought of that. But let me actually think about it. Leonardo DiCaprio, what would I think of? I... I I don't. Ha- I, you know what I think of? To be honest, I think of Growing Pains, the TV show. Wow! Because he was on that in the '80s, and that's I remember him on that. So I think of the TV show, but I wanted to say a movie. So I was like uh, Aviator. I'm like trying to think of you know. Wow! I go right to Departed. Departed. That's a good one. That's a really I good one. I love that movie, and I think it's just one of his best performances. I think of Growing Pains with Kirk Cameron and Alan Thicke, and Tracy Gold and Joanna Kearns. It's an 80s sitcom that you would have, probably have no recollection of because it probably ended the I, year you were born. Yeah, I never, I never, I never yeah. really watched it. Maybe 90 it ended? I don't know. Was MJF but, in that? 
Michael J. Fox? Yes. That's called Family Ties. Family Ties. I get those With two With Michael Gross up. and Tina Yothers and Meredith Baxter-Burney. What, what a tough last name. Gross. Which one? Gross? Michael Gross? Great actor. Great character actor. He's been in a bunch of Law & Order episodes. That's wow, wonderful. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that DiCaprio, I think that's why only now am I going like, not that I'm like taking, the best thing, let's be honest, the best thing DiCaprio did was Django Unchained. That's think about the hardest role to do yeah. out of all the roles for DiCaprio. Not the most famous one, but like as far as acting goes, that made you go, "Damn, this guy's fucking good." He's really and, good. And once upon a time in Hollywood, he's great. But like having to do Django well, and pull it off like that is like I insane. Feel, I feel like once upon a time in Hollywood showed his range way more though. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, but I, I also think he was solidified more as the guy he wants to be. And once upon like now, I'm starting to believe that he's over the age of thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been wanting to be grizzled. He's one of these guys that's a gorgeous man that has been trying to, to, to right. distance himself from his. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> you keep it in your pants. You <laughs> with your balls hanging out. That was an accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm saying good-looking dude that any guy would like kill to look like. Right? He's been trying to distance himself from his looks for 30 years. I'm. He wants to be uglier than he is, or did want to be that. Well, I have multiple times. This is something I've been getting recently. People say that my voice sounds like his on stage. Somebody said my voice sounds like Leonardo DiCaprio's. Who? I don't see it. N- no, it doesn't. No, they they said when I did that um, weekend at West Nyack, said your voice sounds like Leonardo DiCaprio's in Wolf of Wall Street. And then I used to, when I was younger and thinner, people used to tell me I looked like him. No, no, they didn't. Yes, they did. Multiple people. Multiple, like, Dude, you can ask my brother. Your aunts. <laughs> Dude, you can ask my brother. Nobody said that. Yes, they have. Uh, yeah, Ray, I've said this before. You're a good-looking dude. I will say that. You got, <laughs> now you're air. Now you're just flowing your hair into the camera. Can't think of any famous Leo DiCaprio lines. But <laughs> I'm the king of the world. What's that from? Uh, neither of us said that. That's I know. Surprising. I know. We didn't That's say his Titanic. Movie, Titanic. <laughs> I'm the king of the world. That's the famous. All right, try it out. I'll try it out. Let me see. I'll close my eyes. You say I'm the king no, of the world. Like he it, doesn't say Titanic. It's got to be more of an adult of him. Well, he was an adult at that point. He wasn't a child. He's probably in his twenties. Also, you said he said it to you about you a long time ago. Hold on. I'm not a fucking cop. <laughs> That's him with a Boston accent. Yeah. Yeah. You don't say anything. like I can't it. do a Boston accent. Can you? Whose car are we taking? That's from the town. Oh, I like that. Whose car we take? That's a great scene. That's an amazing scene. Yeah. What does he say? He goes, I need your help. I can't tell you what it's for. And you can never and ask people, me about it again. And some people might get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, it, Jeremy Renner is a good actor because he just like looks away and looks back and goes, Whose car we taking? My if, if I ever made a movie, every scene would be like that. It would yeah, only, every every cool like my friends helping me kill somebody scene. It would, ha- but every single scene would have some cool guy thing to say. Yeah, like that's. I think that's how Guy Ritchie tries to write his scripts. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it worked out in the movie The Gentleman. Uh, is it? Is it good? Oh, it's so good. I just watched it with my dad. Me yesterday. and Megan almost watched it tonight. Uh, last night, it's on Netflix. I know, dude. It's so good. Well, so speaking of that, like a cool scene is. He's trying to give these kids money because he wants to buy a cell phone off of the kid because he took a picture of something that happened. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to give you any spoilers because I want you to watch the movie. And he just 
He's like, okay, you guys aren't listening. And just out of nowhere pulls out this big machine gun and shoots it into the air. And it's just like, man, that was cool. That reminds me of that war dog scene. You ever see the war dog scene with Jonah, Jonah I, Hill? I've only seen this. I've, I've only watched the scene. I've never. The movie's the not movie. bad. It's actually a decent movie. It's better than you'd think it'd be. Yeah. But there's the scene where he like goes to buy drugs from these like these like gang dudes on like these drug dealers. And they're like, it's like in the middle of the hood. And and then and Jonah Hill at this point is probably 350 pounds. He's huge in the movie. Oh, yeah, he's a big fan. It's like when he was big, yeah. And he's with whatever that guy's name, Milo, whatever that guy's name Miles is. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. And he's in the car, and he's like his, his novice friend. And uh, Jonah Hill's like running guns. And then he goes up, and he's like, hey, can we get a, an eighth or whatever? And the guy's like, yeah, it's uh, 300 whatever. And he hands him the cash. And the guy puts it in his pocket and turns to his friend. He's like, yeah, what were you talking about? Yeah, yeah. and then he goes, he goes hey, can I get the, the, the shit? And he's like, he's like, fuck off, whatever he says. He goes, he goes, okay. He goes, ah. <laughs> and he just starts <laughs> laughing. And then goes back to the... With the big gun, and he shoots uh, it. Yes, That's the gun. only thing I've seen in that movie. Yeah, that's, that that's the best part of the movie. Because I definitely went down a YouTube rabbit hole of most badass scenes in movies. Did you really? Yeah, dude. I'm fucking Is that how, well, how did that rate on your list? Not high because I have no connection with the movie. How about this? We got to wrap things up. We're gonna. Can you think of a quick badass line that you're gonna say into the camera as we're uncomfortably shaking hands? Um. Yeah, I got one. I'll try mine. I don't know how badass. Okay, it is. you go first. Okay, you ready? You don't know who you're dealing with. I knew it was you, Fredo. <laughs> That's from The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it. Uh, <laughs> follow us on all social media. I'm at Raby Killing Him. He's at Shawnee Time. You could follow the Brand New Jerks at Brand New Jerks Pod on TikTok. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, Brand New Jerks. And subscribe and leave us a rating and review on Apple Pod, Google Play, if that's still even a thing, uh, Spotify. All of it. And uh, slide into my DMs and send me something a little revealing. Woo! Baby, your balls. Good night.